0: I need thee every hour, teach me thy will, and thy rich promises in me fulfil. Father, this is our prayer today. We pray that you would indeed speak to us, that we would hear your voice and live for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen they say that school days are the happiest days of your life you just don't realise it at the time I wonder if you would agree with that I was thinking back to my time as a pupil at Drumore High School uh, we always had a, 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 a long Christmas holiday, which was great. What wasn't so nice, though, uh, was what came straight after the holidays. A week of school exams. For a solid week, and they, I think they start tomorrow this year, and our niece is at the school, so she's enjoying uh, exam week. Uh, but for a solid week we sat tests three times a day. Morning, after break and after lunch. We were so glad to get them finished. I wonder if you had the same thought whenever you were finished with school or finished with college and you said to yourself, no more tests. With some relief. You could set down your pen, you could forget about setting any more tests. And then you realise that leaving school and being an adult brings far more tests than the ones that you sat in school. And they come thicker and faster than ever. This term we're going to be looking at at the letter of James. A letter written by the brother of the Lord Jesus. A letter that is full of wisdom. It's a bit like Proverbs which we had read this morning as well. But as James begins his letter he mentions the trials of various kinds that we face in life. And actually It might be good if you turn back in the service sheet to follow the passage along. In verse two, at the trials of various kinds, multicoloured tests, and far more complicated than anything we revised for and then wrote down the answers in our school tests. Perhaps as this new year begins, you've already been facing some of these tests health concerns, temptation money worries, family problems, or perhaps something else entirely. For the Christian, life can get even more complicated, even harder. We face some trials because we are following the Lord Jesus. We find ourselves wanting to do the right thing in how we use our time, our money, our words, and so on. Various trials. And you may be wondering what to do or how to cope with what's coming at you. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, I do know what he's talking about. I'm not facing any trials at the moment. Don't worry, they will come. So listen in to be ready for that moment. James gives us some advice for meeting these trials of various kinds. You see, the tests that we face in life are just like the tests that we faced in school. They show us certain things. How we're progressing, what we don't know, where we stand, and the end results. Now as James begins his advice, we might think that what he says is a little bit strange. Look at it with me in verse 2. You might even want to say to him, you're not wise. Look at verse 2. Count it all joy. My brothers and sisters. When you meet trials. Of various kinds. Count it all joy. Seriously. No one in my class. Came into school. On the morning of the tests. Full of the joys of spring. We were all. Oh, it's exam day. And when trials or trouble come to us, joy might be the last thing on our minds. But that's what James urges us to do. He says, count it all joy. Well, why does he say that? Because tests show us how we're progressing. They are markers of our growth and make us grow even more. Notice that James doesn't say that the trials are a joy in themselves. You know, don't be glad that troubles come as if you're some sort of masochist. No, count them joy because of what they do in us and for us. He continues, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect That you may be perfect and complete. Lacking in nothing. So when you face a trial. It produces steadfastness. In you stickability. You become stronger. More able to stand the next time something comes your way. And as you keep standing. So you become complete. Lacking in nothing. Tests show us how we're progressing, how we're getting on. So how will you respond to the trials that you're facing this week? Or the trials that will come this year? See how God can use them to teach you and to grow you. But sometimes, tests also show us what we don't know. I was trying to uh, remember the worst exam that I ever had, but I've obviously blanked it out of my mind. I don't want to think of it even. But imagine that you only get 30% in a science paper or something like that. It shows that you need to work harder, that there were lots of things that you didn't know uh, in the exam. And these trials of various kinds can have the same effect in our lives. We realise that we need help. We realise that we're lacking in wisdom, and in knowing what to do or how to cope. Well, James has some wise words for us in verse 5. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him." How simple is that? Ask God and he will give us wisdom. When we see our need, when we ask God in faith, he will give us what we need. But then James goes on to urge upon us faith, not doubting. He says, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. I love sitting and watching the sea. Not, you know, the waves that are rolling up the beach, but the waves are slightly further out. And they're all over the place. It's never the same from one minute to the next, from one day to the next. The waves are always in motion, always being blown about. But we're not to be like that, back and forward double-minded, unstable. God is the generous giver who gives us what we're lacking, so trust him to hear and answer your prayers. Tests show us how we're progressing. Tests also show us what we don't know. Another thing that tests do uh, is show us where we stand the next class after exam week was always a nervous one because we would get our answer papers back with red ink all over them with a mark on it and within a few minutes everyone had worked out where they stood in the class there was one girl in in my class Joanne who was always top and everyone always tried to beat her but no one ever did It rarely happens. Well here in verses 9 to 11. James says that these trials that come remind us of our standing. He speaks to both the lowly and to the rich. Urging them to boast in their position. But notice that it isn't what you would expect. It's not that the rich are to boast because of their wealth. And that the lonely therefore have nothing to boast about. Look at verse 9. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation. And the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. As the trials of life come. We are to boast in the standing that we have through the gospel. Our position in Christ. You see it's not just lowly and rich. It's the lowly brother. The Christian believer. And the parallel if unspoken rich brother. You see in Christ the lowly are lifted up. Even if they face poverty and desperation. Their spiritual status is the thing to focus on. The thing to rejoice in. To boast in. The rich it may face different challenges and, and different trials, but again they're not to boast in their financial position, but in their spiritual position. Humiliation, being brought low as they as they trust in Christ, as they as they depend on Him, rather than their own purchasing power. Why? Well, because wealth is fleeting. Like grass, it is here today and gone tomorrow. But our standing in Christ is permanent whatever trials come. So in this new year, whatever your bank balance, however weighty your wallet is, focus on your standing in Christ. That you've bowed the knee in submission to him. But you've been lifted up in him. See beyond the exterior circumstances. To what lies on the inside. Both in yourself. But also in others. There's one last thing. That tests bring us. And that's the end results. When you sit At tests in school, it's to get qualifications, to get into college or get into a job. The tests lead on to the end result. In verse 12, James shows us where the various trials that will lead us. He says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. Which God has promised to those who love him. Earlier we saw that our generous God will give us wisdom if we ask him. And here we see that he will give us the crown of life if we stand the test. I will come back to that in a second. But first, James wants us to be clear that there is something that God does not Give us. God may be the generous giver and give us lots of good things, but there's something that God does not give us. And it's there in verse 13. You can't say, I am being tempted by God. Why? Well, because God cannot be tempted, it it is no effect on him, and he himself tempts no one. So where do our temptations come from? Earlier we saw a kind of production line where trials produce steadfastness which brings completion. Well in verses 14 and 15 there's an unholy production line or more like a biology lesson in the spawning of sin. Verse 14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Temptation comes from our own desires, which then conceive to give birth to sin, which grows up to bring death. We do it all by ourselves, with the help of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Confession time. This week at Bible study, I was well caught. I had succumbed to temptation. You see, I'd been in Tesco. And I had spotted that there were some mince pies which were reduced, and I love mince pies. I really, really, really love mince pies. So I desired them, and then I bought them, and then I had a couple and hid the packet in my desk drawer. My secret was safe. Right up until the moment that Lindsay needed to get something out of that drawer for Bible study. My sin was out in the open. You see, God didn't tempt me. I did it all by myself. My desire led to sin, which in the end, if untreated, would lead to death. You will have things that you particularly desire, that you are particularly tempted by. We're all different. We're all tempted by different things. But the pattern is the same for each one of us. Desire leads to sin, leads to death. So don't blame God for the ways in which you tempt yourself. James says don't be deceived. God doesn't present you with temptations hoping that you will fall and then he'll be able to splat you. He's not like that. God only gives us what is good. Verse 17, every good and every perfect gift is from above. He is the father of lights, the one who doesn't change. He's always good, always generous, always wants the best for us. And he wants to give us the crown of life, promised to those who love him. Our modern Olympic athletes compete for gold medals, as we thought about earlier on with the the children. But in the ancient Olympics, they wanted to win the crown of Laurel leaf. So they endured all the training. They ran according to the rules. They had their eye on the prize. Through all the trials that came their way. What about you? These various trials. Will come to you this year. Because they come every year. In one way. Or another. Will you count it all joy? Because they show us how we're progressing. As they produce in us steadfastness. Will you look to the generous God. To give you what you need. To give you wisdom. Because they show us what we don't know. Will you focus on your standing in Christ. No matter what your financial position might be today. Because they show us where we stand. And will you look to the finish line. Past all the temptations which we bring upon ourselves. To persevere, to to stand fast, to keep going. To receive that crown of life. Which the Lord will give to all who love him. Because they show us the end result. Faith in action let's run the race in this new year let's look to the price which he gives let's pray heavenly father we thank you for James the brother of our Lord We thank you for the wisdom that he has written to the church, to us. We pray that you would help us to hear what you would say to us. As we face these trials that will come this year. Help us to look to you. Help us to stand fast. And help us to know your goodness. And your faithfulness. We ask this. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.